everyone, and welcome to our 23rd show. I'm Dana. And I'm Jim. Today, we are coming to you from Westtown Brew Works in Orange County, New York, where Jim's cousin, Rich Coleman, is the proprietor. But first, beer. So we're going to try two beers uh, on this podcast episode. Uh, the first beer we're going to try is... I'd say it's it's one of your flagship beers, correct? Correct. Yeah, okay. it's one of the ones that really took off as soon as we opened. Yeah, our Three Hives Local Honey Amber. Okay. So where did you come up with the concept for this beer? So this one came about not so much as the beer, but the, the philosophy of the place when I was planning it was to have um, as many ingredients come within five miles of the brewery as possible. And uh, I stumbled across a place, Jeff Stark Apiaries, a few miles from the brewery here, which, I mean, I like honey, but it was not like part of my regular diet. <laughs> I tasted this gentleman's honey, and I was like, this is amazing. I want to make a beer with it. Uh, but that I, says a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't want it to be, like, sweet. I didn't right. want it, you to drink it and drink you, like you were drinking right. honey tea. Not a mead. Yeah, so we put a lot of roasted malts and things in it to just let temper down the sweetness and just let that flavor of yeah. honey that I actually tasted nice. for the first time. Yeah. All right, well, let's sample it. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Yeah, so I definitely get the honey, but like you said, it's not, it's not sweet because mm -hmm. I hate sweet in general and I hate sweet beers. The roastiness definitely comes through and like uh, gets rid of anything that would be like super saccharine or like... Mm -hmm. uh, like medicinal. Yeah. It's, it's really yeah. good. The roastiness is really good in this. It's definitely deceiving yeah. at, what is it, 6%? 6.5%. 6.5%. Yeah. And sometimes you said it comes out at 6, 7? Six, 6, 7, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely doesn't uh, come off like that. I would guess, like if you had to guess, just sipping that, if you didn't know the ABV, what would you guess? Uh, I, I would say in the fives, like mid five. Like I'd say five, like five, five eight. Five. Okay. Yeah. What was fun about this beer is, you know, opening um, our place in Westtown, New York, which most people have never heard of. I wouldn't say there was a huge craft beer culture here at all. There really wasn't, yeah. <laughs> wasn't any. Yeah. And to have customers come in and, you know, they wanted to support the place. It was yeah. great when we opened. All the locals came in. But it was the question was always like, well, what do you drink? And it's you know like I drink Bud or right. You know it, it might get crazy and be like I drink Stella. You know that was like the <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a crappy yeah. connoisseur. I drink Stella. <laughs> yeah, this was the beer that it was fun to watch people that weren't into beer like started drinking this. Yeah, and then after a couple months started trying all of our different yeah. beers. This was kind of like the icebreaker beer. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Nice. So would you say it was pretty easy for people to try craft beer or were a lot of people like stubborn like ah well I don't know because I've come across people like that well, I like what I like and it's not going to change right we had I would say total just making this number up but like 20% 20, 20 <laughs> of the people that came in here and as I said they were great local people wanted to support it but like they really just weren't finding anything they liked right and I was never good at for some reason making like a good golden ale. I tried a million times and I could just, like the lightest beer when we opened was Farmhand. It was yeah. a session IPA. Yeah. And if you're not, you know, accustomed to hops, that's not going to be a good lighter beer for right. you. Right, right. So I used to, plus we couldn't keep up with demand. So I used to bring on guest taps and that's when we started with Gunhill, Gunhill Gold. Okay. It was an awesome beer. I loved it, and it was a beer that I couldn't make properly. So, yeah, we put that on tap. That's awesome. So, what it would, you know, a group of four friends come in. Yeah. Three of them were drinking our beer, and right. one of them wanted just, you know, that light. And it was – so we had something for everybody at that time. That's yeah. perfect. It's, it's like uh, a lot of breweries that have wine because not everybody likes beer. So, yeah. and we, maybe one out of wine four now. people yeah. has the wine. So, whatever mm -hmm. gets butts and seats, yeah. do it. And it was also fun, like, when I opened a brewery, I always wanted to work with other breweries. So great. we got a great relationship going with Gunhill uh, through that. Uh, Newburgh, we would put their Colshan tap a lot. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and now all those guys are friends. That's awesome. Well, we uh, hopped into it really quickly. Welcome, Rich, to the show. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. I just, I, I couldn't <laughs> let it not go on record that... I am Jim's cousin, and it's 23 episodes, and I'm finally on. Oh, so. burn. <laughs> Hasn't listened to one episode. <laughs> well, yeah. Also, yes, oh. yes, good news. <laughs> Your good sister, uh, Susie, was the one that called me out on that on Facebook. and was like, 
hey, dipshit, your uh-huh. cousin owns a brewery. Uh, you should probably go and, and do a podcast episode with him. And then Tommy, of course. Well, because I hate the sound of my voice, I'll start listening at episode 24, (laughs) not at episode 23. (laughs) So I want to rewind a little bit. Um, Let's go back to uh, you coming up with the concept of opening the brewery. I want to go back further than that. Go go back further, yeah. So I had heard you started brewing in college. You went to a friend's party when you were at yep. SUNY Plattsburgh. Yep. They were brewing beer. You thought, oh, this is good. I could do this. And then you bought a bunch of equipment. Is that how you started? Yeah, basically. Um, this is our head of research. What, what was nice is <laughs> I was always uh, from a non-legal age, a beer lover. <laughs> um, but it was mostly uh, bush light and things right. along that right. nature. It's the starting <clears throat> pack we all start with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But then um, I got a job selling flowers in high school where we made a tremendous amount of money. That's a whole other podcast. I'll, Wait, I'll a find florist or? No, no, on the side of the road. Oh that's, that's a whole other. <laughs> Is that near Cropsey's Farm? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Well, exits off the Palisades and oh stuff. Yeah, Were you selling oranges it as was well? A whole <laughs> no, no. Just, we stuck to what we knew: flowers. But. Um, my myself and a good friend of mine, uh, we were like had a lot of money as young kids, and we instead of buying Bush Light, we're like, well, this thing says it's twelve ninety nine. Let's try it. You know, we can That's afford cool. it. And that got us drinking like all these different beers. And at the time, you know, like Killian's was being exotic. You know, at the time, was, and yeah. uh, we got into like Guinness and different stouts, and so fast forward to what you brought up when I got up to Plattsburgh, mm-hmm. like. It was weird how upstate New York, you know, underage college kids were drinking, like, good beers, you know, like... On the regular, Sa- just like a normal Yeah, Saranac Black and Tan was a big deal, mm-hmm. like, up there then, and, like, you'd go to a party and there'd be kegs of Saranac Black and Tan. Do you think tan. that's because Saranac is a local beer? Well, of course, yeah, okay. I mean, the Saranac River was running through right our, our campus. Yeah, yeah, but I would be like, I can't afford that, I'm still going to drink the Natty Ice. <laughs> yeah, and, um, so it really got me into beer, and then I met a couple of guys who... <clears throat> were from like way upstate New York and their families always made their own beer and everything. And oh, wow. Yeah, they taught me how to do it. and um, It was amazing where I had had like homebrew before where like you pour it out and there's like chunks of stuff right. in it and everything. Right, right, and right. The, I was like, this is like amazing beer. And yeah, as long as you did it right, you could make amazing beer in little dorm room batches. And were you so, I think I also read you moved like from one place to a bigger place Got bigger equipment. Were you kegging also in college or no? No, no, no. That was later on. Okay. Um, All right. I brewed a little um, in my apartment. It really wasn't until I had moved to an apartment in Jersey City where I had the uh, space. So did people come over to your apartment like, what the hell are you doing in here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And... um, Really, kegging came about because I'm an impatient person. I don't like to do tedious things over and over again. And sanitizing bottles drove me nuts. Yeah. 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 So when you can throw it in a a five-gallon soda keg and just... Pour it into solo cups. Yeah. Is that what you put it in? Yeah, they're called corny kegs. Yeah, that's how a lot of home brewers start start kegging. So did you have like a little little keggerator or something in your house? No, well, I would just or you, you know, said the hand pump. I mean, five gallons, yeah. and when you're that age right. at a party, you can go it's through it gone pretty quick. Like that, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. All it right. wasn't until I moved up here to plan the brewery, and I was just testing beers like crazy. Okay. That yeah, I had a more extensive tapping system. Very cool. So I do. I, do I have the permission to go into that um, era of? Sure, you can do whatever you want. We can, we can we can jump around. Have many questions <laughs> about everything. Go ahead. What uh? What year was that? Where you were really you, you found the piece of property you um and you started to really kind of look for. You're talking to real estate brokers. You're looking for you know. Yeah, it was really permits and all like that. dialing back a little bit, and I'll try to make it quick. Sure. Um, we got time. We like, got been in the time. food business my whole life. Yeah. Like, as a kid, actually, your dad gave me my first tomato seeds and plants to grow tomatoes in my okay. backyard. Nice. Always had this thing of, like, taking things from, like, its earliest start when they're growing yeah. them from the ground and then all the way through to a finished product that people enjoy. Okay. Nice. So, um, you know, I went to school for hotel restaurant management. Always loved 
cooking and always worked as a cook and I didn't know where my world would go but I wanted it to be associated with like did you ever think of food going and to, beverage did put you ever it that want way. to go to culinary school and become a chef was that ever a thought yeah it was a thought but I'm one of those people that think I can do everything and I was like I'd rather learn the business side of it yeah. because I was already Smart. arrogant about my cooking you oh. know what I mean oh <laughs> all right and like you know one of the reasons great chefs aren't great restaurant owners is because you're focused on the food, not how much you're spending on the food. And Very true. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. You, you just so want anyway, like finished product. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I always, you know, just wanted to have my own business in that world. And I never knew yeah. exactly what it was going to be because my interests within that world kept taking me different places. Nice. So very long story short, it was a vacation out in California, um, just driving the whole state. And the state's big. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, and one of the things I was most excited about was to get up to Napa and Sonoma. And okay. I've never seen vineyards before. And I was working with a company called Restaurant Associates. And for the first time, it like tasted what real wine should taste like mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so got up there and just saw the scenery. And like along the side of the road, you'd stop at different farms and like, yeah. You know, they were way ahead of us in the whole farm-to-table movement and all that stuff. You'd, you'd buy cheese and vegetables. You'd buy your wine made right Sounds over there. Amazing. and Yeah, go home and cook. And it was just an amazing vacation and really transformed the way I thought about a lot of things. And I couldn't help but notice when I was at all these wine tastings. And by then, you know, my beer love had grown and everything. Yeah. And I, I, I just loved artisan beverage, put it that way. Um, I couldn't help but overhear so many people saying like, hey, it's been three days of drinking wine. I'd love a beer right now and all this Uh. stuff. So I was then fixated of I'm putting a brewery in the middle of either Napa or Sonoma or whatever. Oh, wow. Well, and then I looked at what land prices cost. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And also, at that time, I had met my late wife and she wouldn't move out to California. So... uh, you know, there was a lot going on in the Hudson Valley that yeah. um, it had the feelings of, like, the very beginnings of a, a Napa Valley-type movement. Yeah. You know, there were all of these farms that have been around for generations. There were younger people taking them over and doing different things. Nice. And it was getting very, like, artisan. And there were already some wineries here. There were mm-hmm. more coming. Um, and then as soon as I researched hop-growing and that it, you know, works in New York State, and actually New York State was the biggest hop-growing state before Prohibition, mm-hmm. Instantly, I'm like, that's, that's it. Crazy that's what I want to do. I want to take the vineyard experience of, you know, hops and your ingredients growing yeah. right where you can drink a beer and look out on them. So, and then, then it all started. So, on the ride back from your brewing facility, which is literally just down the road. Um, well, we, tell everybody where we're, we are right now. We're in Westtown, New York, yep. uh, which is also considered Minisink or... Westtown is part of Minnesota. Okay. Yep. Okay. And we're in the tap room right now. <clears throat> yes, we are in uh, Rich's tap room. It's a honey, um, unheated barn, and they're all bundled up, just so, which is, so you know. And which, drinking real fast to warm up. <laughs> which is located at two two six. That's my house, but they can go there too. I'll give them a beer there. <laughs> 236 Shefflers Road, which is right next to my house. Yeah, two two six. He lives right here. The proprietor but we won't turn is on away. site. Um, and we saw a sign and what did that sign say? And that was kind of your reasoning for. Oh yeah. So I had friends that had moved to Warwick and I'd come up to visit them from Jersey city and just fell in love with this whole area. And when I knew finally what I wanted to do, this brewery farm, hop farm concept, um, I would just drive around their area. And I kept driving because it just kept getting more and more rural. And I'm yeah. like, perfect, perfect. If you're going to be a farm brewery, I want right. to be in the middle of farms. Yeah. And we came upon this sign. It said, um, Town of Minisink, a heritage of agriculture. And I was like, that's it. I want to do it here. And I went up the road a little further. And this land wasn't even for sale. It was an empty field and like a oh, rock wow. cliff over where my house is now. Um, and you saw that, like, that's it. That's for me. Well, because I knew at the top of that hill, the views would be amazing. Yeah, so I got out of the car. Is. We walked up here. We looked at the views. They were Because where we're sitting right now, this was part of the cliff, just going up further. So oh. it was even higher. So you had rock face right here? No, it was, it was just a big hill. Okay. Yeah, that we dug out. Okay. Um, wow. And I'm like, this is the spot. Yeah. 
and I don't know why I, I knew I wanted it, but I also felt like it was going to happen. It was very weird. It wasn't even for sale. I didn't know who to talk to about getting it. Oh, wow. <clears throat> but I noticed the lot next door was for sale. Okay. So um, we went ahead and went forward with that and talked to the agent about this piece of property. And, of course, a real estate agent is going to tell you whatever you want to hear. Of course. Oh, yes. It's the same owner. He's willing to sell. I'll put you in contact with him. So I blindly took that as fact and closed next door. And the house Before was built next to Before you even found out about Yeah. Yeah. And then what happened? So then I found out it wasn't the same owner, and I contacted the owner of this property, and he said, no, it's not for sale. And I was a little dejected. I started looking for other, but I just kept working on this owner. <clears throat> Once I finally told, I didn't want to tell anybody what I was doing. Yeah. Once I was like, well, maybe if I tell him, I don't want to just put three houses on it right, or something. Right, Once I told him I wanted to do, then he thought it was a great idea, and we've become really good friends, yeah. So he, but he was doing nothing with the property, right? He just had it just sitting here? Did he have plans for it? He or? had plans for further up the road, All and right. this was like the corner lot turning on the road. Gotcha. So he wanted to look nice and gotcha. rural and everything. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Okay. But then once he... Uh, find out what I was doing. He was willing to sell. Question. Yeah. I read this area is called... Oh, the by the way, when, yeah. when, when I'm making all these plans and everything, I have no money to do any of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart, I yeah. think, because you have grandiose plans. Like, I can do this. I yeah. don't know yeah. how. I did everything and backwards. And so when you start counting the money, you're like, <laughs> yeah. I can't do shit. So I yeah. think that's smarter that you did it that way. Yeah. Uh, this is called Drowned Lands, this area? Well, it's the black dirt region. Okay. Also known as the drowned lands. Is it literally yeah. because the dirt is black or? Oh, it's black. Okay. Black. It's all, it was all for, I don't know how many millions of years, but underwater. This that was sounds all, so ominous. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to go build this brewery in the black dirt lands. Well, after the. <laughs> the other party said for years it was underwater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, with the, uh, after the glacier melt, mm -hmm. whenever the heck that happened, I'm not going to quote years on. Uh, <laughs> On the podcast, but <laughs> yeah, from where we looked out here, you would be looking out on just huge lake area. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. That's probably why the land is so fertile today. Extremely. Yeah. 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 Okay. So once you got the land, you decide I'm going to have a hop farm first. That yeah. Is first, first and foremost. planted hop hops to get okay. that, um, get that established. And while that was always going, while that was going on, we were Irish. So we had children one after another. So, Is that how that works? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> AKA farmers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you were getting your farm hand. Yeah, I yeah. Got you. I yeah, got you. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was looking at it that way. But yeah. Um, so we had three kids pretty quick. So yeah. the, the hop farm went in. Yeah. But it kind of slowed down everything else. Okay. And then, Did you know um, what the hell you were doing with the hops and everything at that point in time? Or was it kind of like... No, I, I, well, I did some research. I had a consultant come down. Um, from, I laughed because, I don't know, he called himself a consultant, but we, Some he, dude. <laughs> he and I drank all day and talked about beer and hops, yeah. Yeah, you can grow anything oh, yeah. here, basically, it's great. Basically, it was what it come down, he walked in and he was like, this, this place is perfect to grow hops, and then we went out somewhere and drank beer all day. Um, no, but he was, he's a great guy, and he still hop farms up outside of, uh, Oh, he is an actual farmer, okay. Yeah, all right. yeah. All right, cool. Um... But he was in it two years more than I was, oh, so geez, he okay. was... Yeah. And by the third year, that's when you, like, really get a good crop, right, of hops? Yeah, we've, well, we've had up and down years with our hops. Yeah. Um, because, like, I made some mistakes, or thing you, things yeah. you just learn as you're doing of them. <clears throat> um, so we're actually replanting almost the whole field this year. Okay. Uh, I read that in New York State, there's, like, 40 types of hops you can grow here. But for your farm specifically, have you found that some hops don't work, some hops grow well, better than others? It, yeah, exactly why we're doing this whole rip out. Okay. There, there's certain ones that we brew with a lot that have been doing great. Yeah. There's others that I just like that hop. Yeah. And it's just not <laughs> right for this area. You're okay. just like, I want you to grow. <laughs> yeah. And also now, like with a lot of these, like... Citra and all mm -hmm. these super popular hybrids and all this stuff. That's the hardest one to get, Citra. Well, they're... Um, they're proprietary. You can't grow them. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you come up with a hop yeah. and you basically patent it and yeah. then not everyone can grow uh, it or they can license it to, for you to grow it. Yeah. wrong. So uh, yeah. what do you, 
I think I read the three C's around here, like uh, Cascade, yep. Chinook, and uh, Centennial. Centennial, Those yep. are the best ones to grow around here? Yeah, they do really well. Um, our Brewer's Gold, okay. which I love. It's not a hop you hear about a lot. No. But, like, we don't make a lot of New England-style IPAs or, yeah. like, great. We're... Um, More traditional. Yeah, or... We experiment, but like, for example, like one of my favorite beers that we make is this maple porter. Mm-hmm. And it's because we have amazing people here that have, make maple that like I've never tasted in my life. And I'm like, I want to make it's a amazing. beer centered around yeah. that, you know? So our hop varieties kind of go along with what we can be flexible with. Let's put it Perfect. that way. Yeah. You were saying before, which goes back to the maple around here, you're trying to get all your ingredients within a five-mile radius. Mm. So have you befriended a bunch of farmers around that have, like, malts and different things like that? Like, how's that going? Oh, yeah. No, um, this whole community has been amazing ever since we opened or before we even opened when, you know, we put these 20-foot poles in a field. Yeah. It kind of gets people talking about what the heck is going on (laughs) over here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, where we have our brewing facility now, we rent a space on... um, I don't even know how many acres they have, but mm-hmm. it's a family sod farm where they now do malting barley, 200 plus acres. Um, they have, I think it's the most advanced um, malt house in the Northeast. Amazing. They're supplying a lot of our friends' breweries around here. And um, yeah, the products they're making is amazing. And, you know, depending on the beer, 80% of it, 90% of it is malt and water. You yeah. Know? So those are the two yeah. biggest things. Our water comes from here, obviously. It's all well-fed. And then we have the malt, and we have, hopefully, as we go on, a higher and higher percentage of our own hops in every brew. Uh, we buy other New York State hops, and we still buy hops from, you know, Oregon and Washington. And so where does the honey in Three Hives come from? Yeah, so it's, I don't know how many miles from here. Maybe three miles from here. This gentleman, <laughs> Jeff Stark, Apiaries. Stick with yeah. that five miles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid to say it's 5.2 miles from here. Um, he, he produces the most in this area and amazing wildflower honey. I mean, yeah. it's not clover honey where they're just, you know, on one type of thing. Yeah. Um, the flavor is amazing. The sugar sweetness seems to be low. Yeah, it's just, definitely. as soon as I tasted it, I was like, I want to make beer with this. Yeah. Okay. Same thing with, uh, they're called Finding Home Farms. Um, when I tasted their maple, like I used to, I like pancakes, but I would just have them with butter. I never liked syrup. Uh, what? Yeah. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> I am judging. I'm sorry. That sounds dry. I tasted their maple. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, is this what it's supposed to be? <laughs> I, I can finally put this yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You're like, screw you, Miss Butterworth. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's great. Um, going back to the hops, I'm fascinated by hops. Okay. Um, I read that like when you, like you said, when you first started, it was like trial and error. Didn't really know what you were doing. So I read that when you started, like you were watering them by hand. It took three hours until oh, you got an irrigation yeah. system. You were planting one by one. It took forever. Then you got a harvester. It took you do like nine hundred plants in an hour. So <laughs> to me, that's hilarious. Yeah, so I wasn't doing the physical labor, but for me, reading yeah. that, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, the hop growing. Um, like I love it because I like working outside and all that. And I have a, a partner, Pat Doty, who like. His, his role was to take over the hop farm. Okay. I concentrated on the brewery and everything. So in the beginning, yeah, we I, – a series – you can imagine you see my house over there. It was yeah. probably 600 feet of hose that we had running down here. Oh, my God. And in the evenings would water 1,200 plants one by one, yeah, walking down the rows. Your water um, bill must have been – Well, it's well water around here, okay. so that's right. – yeah, yeah. I mean, Three I was draining hours. my, my well. crazy. Yeah. Well, When's it going to rain again? Sometimes, <laughs> just to be completely honest, with three young kids going nuts in the house, watering a thousand plants was like a little, oh. little therapy at times. Okay. Um, I got to work. I got to work. I got to yeah, do this. <laughs> yeah, they need water. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then harvest time, we did the first year by hand. Yeah. And that was just an absolute nightmare. Yeah. I mean, Pat and I would bring binds home 
in the evening and like sit in our living rooms and still picking and, oh and were you drying yeah. them like in the house in the basement dried them like, yeah. in, my, in my basement yeah it, the whole house I mean to me it smelled great but it just smelled how like how do you do that with little us. kids running around like you don't touch the well plants. they weren't like, allowed to go in the basement yeah <laughs> obviously yeah <laughs> like there's uh, a monster down there don't yeah. yeah. go down uh-huh. there child security lines <laughs> yeah. in the basement door. yeah and actually uh, <clears throat> oh guys that you guys know the first commercial hops we ever sold were to Yonkers. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. yeah. And that was funny. That was because I had, they wanted, I think, 30 pounds of dried whole leaf hops. That's in volume. That's a lot. That's a lot. And I didn't have like, and we wanted to bring them down as soon as they were dried, bring them right down. So I had these totes of what looked like dried pot as nice. I'm flying down the throughway. And it also smells like yeah, pot yeah, as well. Yeah. I mean, I heard. I don't know. And <laughs> I met them right over the Tappan Zee Bridge at that mobile station. That's shady as hell. And did an exchange oh, right there. For yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was very funny. So that was wow. our first uh, commercial hop sale. Well, speaking of that, so you sell <clears> to <throat> Yonkers and Newburgh and shops in like Brooklyn, Long Island, New Jersey. Yeah. Now we don't sell hops at all. That was before the brewery was here, yeah. so okay. we had all these hops. I just wanted to get them out. So these hops you grow them. now are just for you? Just for us. Wow, yeah. nice. Yes. Excellent. So fully sustainable operation. Self-sustaining. And then the second year, real quick, we, I found this guy in Long Island, all the way out in Riverhead, who had a uh, waiting river, actually, um, a wolf harvester. That's like the big commercial ones they use in Germany. Okay. And, oh. So he got a refurbished one from Germany. So where it took us weeks and weeks to harvest out here by hand, and we waste a lot of hops. We cut them all down, drove them out there in a refrigerated truck. Actually, no, it wasn't refrigerated the first year, just a truck. So okay. It's fancy. Yeah, and um, <laughs> within an hour, we did all of our plants. Wow. And every cone came out perfect. It was That's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we did that for the next three years. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure you're like, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you're doing all of your production through that facility down the road? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's uh, talk about the second beer and then sure. uh, continue right. the conversation. So what do we have in next, Rich? Major award. <laughs> it's a major award. <laughs> um, this is our, our seasonal holiday-esque type beer. It's got a tiny bit of smoked malt in it, some vanilla and spice. and Everything nice. And everything nice. Cheers. 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 It's a beautiful color. That is delicious, and it tastes like the holidays. I don't know how to describe that, but it's like malty and yummy, but it tastes yeah. like Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I so get a little bit of smoke. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I get the smoke right on the back yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. Well, Christmas is over, and we still have a lot left, so let's just call it a January beer, okay? I mean, it's still holiday. <laughs> winter. Yeah, it's, it's, a winter it's a winter beer. Winter. It's yeah. so Festive cold. winter so, beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that Governor Cuomo... Had a bill for farm brewery bill yep, yep, yep. Uh, that helps you guys have breweries buy from farm. What do you guys call it? like a farm brewery? Yep, we're a so farm people, brewery. Yeah, you get a discount, right? Or they get a discount from buying <coughs> from you? How does that work? No, not a discount. Um, it's like a licensing something, right? So a lot of this all came about when I when I finally got this idea of I was like, oh, you can grow hops in New York, and I want to yeah. do it in the Hudson Valley, and blah blah blah. I had read about this farm brewery legislation that was put forth, and mm-hmm. it took a long time to get approved. But and I was obsessed with—I knew I wouldn't be the first, but like as soon as it passed, my application like yeah. got in there and everything. We ended up being—I think we're twelve, number twelve okay. in the wow. state. Okay, we're the first in Orange County in the Hudson Valley. Awesome to be a farm brewery, but um, <clears throat> yeah, like we don't have to charge sales tax. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what it is. so that's okay. the main incentive. Perfect. Um, but with that, we have to, every year, it started out with 20%, and it clicks up to buy ingredients grown in New York State. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Because I read, like, it grows to, like, 60% in 2019. Yeah. We are now. 90% in 2024. So that's great. And then Chuck Schumer before had a big campaign, I Love New York Brew. Uh-huh. Did that help in any way? Or was like, nobody cares, Chuck? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I mean, no. What, what they did is kind of replicate what, like, um, Colorado and Oregon did years ago um, to help foster the um, kind of homegrown yeah. in-state beer community. Okay. Um, so, like, in Bend, Oregon, where a lot of craft breweries are popping up. Yeah, yeah, and, and everyone looks at, like, um, New York State right now and what's going on, and there's so many breweries, but 
you know, look out west and see those states and have it's it's yeah. <clears throat> kind of like I mean, if you compare it to Germany, like where mm. every town had one or two yeah. breweries in their town. You know, Absolutely. you can't. It's just really beverage is just following the whole local food movement that yeah. people have been looking at for years ago. So mm-hmm. now you can get your your food, your mm-hmm. your beverages, and everything right within the town that you live in. Nice. So hop farming done. Looking to open this. When did you open the actual brewery on the site we're sitting right now? <clears throat> 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, we opened October 4th, 2014, I believe. Yeah. Again, no fact checking. That's the date. We're going to go with it. All right, good, good. Because it all runs <laughs> together you say in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I should have done my own research before this. <laughs> so when you first started, you had a small brewing system behind this wall that I'm looking at at the top. Yeah, so we started with a what's called a two-barrel system, okay. which basically gives you four half kegs a brew. Okay. Um, I started this extremely conservative because... Because you're smart? No, well, I was <laughs> more of... Uh, I had three young kids. You know, they were all babies. Yeah. I had a day job to pay for things... And I didn't want to worry about opening and then counting the amount of people who came through the door every day yeah. to try to pay a that bill. That sounds stressful. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it started out with a two-barrel system, which everyone will tell you not to do. And it's basically true. <laughs> because after the first uh, three weeks, we were basically out of beer. Yeah. And then having a heart attack. Um, like I had known with the farm brewery, Bill, we could serve other farm breweries beer. Yeah. So I just got on the phone with... I drove up to Cortland, New York, early one morning, Cortland Brewery. Yeah. Loaded up my Mercury Milan with way more beer weight than it could support and struggled my way back. Your and, Mercury Milan? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. What yeah. is that? Ne- neither is that did the I. the 70s? Yeah. What is that? It's like another version of the Mercury Sable. It's like, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of similar. Yeah. 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 Sounds yeah. amazing. It's a nice beer moving sedan. <laughs> Sarcasm. Yeah. Um... And we opened that next weekend with four of their beers and one of mine. Yeah, it was. Yeah. The first year was, do. was yeah. pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. Do what you got to yeah. do to get shit done. Can you yeah. also um, serve local wine? Yep. And was that also part of the bill that yep. made it? So we we serve local wines here. Nice. Um, a little bit of local spirits. We make what we call beer tails. Oh, what's yeah. that? Combinations of uh, like. Local bourbon or gin or vodka with our beer and local ciders. And That's great because we were saying before that people come in here, like if it's a party of six, there's always that one person that doesn't really like beer and oh, they yeah. might want to try something. But if you have wine or spirit. Or we're gluten-free. What do you have for yeah, exactly, have cider? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So you have four of the beer tails uh, available and four different wines available currently yep. from the board that I'm looking at. Yep. So you don't have to be a craft beer lover to come here. Um, you can come with some craft beer loving friends. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's... Uh, so the first time we came up here, I think it was... What was it? Was it, it like the it soft opening, party. maybe? I think it was like a soft opening. It was back in... No, but you, you might have would have thought it was a soft opening oh. by our performance that day. <laughs> that was the day I was running around the tables telling everybody we're almost out of beer. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Enjoy that last. I think by the end of that night. You look very calm doing it, though. That makes me different. Yeah, well, that was a ploy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we were down to two beers on tap. We still had three hours to be open. And. but in no, our being, minds, we're like, they're still there. Like, we're like, oh my God, well, that was so well. Yeah. That was the nice thing. So that's a good e- Every table I went to, nobody cared. They're like, that's right. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, 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 good for you. Good for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, but we didn't have much to begin with. Yeah. So you like, leave that part yeah. out. You don't tell that <laughs> yeah. part. I know, I was just it's saying. No, was, we made it through that night. We had one beer left on tap. And then wow. it's like you go home happy. Like, yeah, we made it through. And yeah. you put the kids to bed, and then you sit down and be like, oh, wait, we have to be open in a few days. We have no beer. <laughs> yeah. And it takes more than a few days to brew some beer. It, yeah, so. yeah. Lesson learned. At yeah. least you're smiling and laughing about it now, so that means things are good. <laughs> oh, yeah, the early days were, were strange. So before we started this episode, we were over at your new f- new facility. I uh-huh. would call it a new facility, right? It's our brewing our, facility. Your brewing facility, which this is, is our hangout party yes. facility. Correct. The, the worst this is facilities. a barn. It's yeah. fucking cool as shit. Mm-hmm. Very homey, very relaxed, and very picturesque. So we went over and we uh, saw 
Ryan there, and I'm not going to say we met Ryan because we met Ryan before. Um, At another brewery. Yes. Whatever. So, <laughs> so Ryan is your head brewer here yep. at West Town Brew Works. He's been with you for two plus years. Yep, two years, uh, two months. He used to think. be with Captain Lawrence yep. Brewery. Yep. Uh, tell us he the. Just said we're going to say. <laughs> tell us about the meeting that like that you had with him. The initial meeting where. Yeah, so it was really cool. Uh, I was. When I was like building, I didn't build the barn, but I kind of built the inside here. And I was here working one day, and people would stop in just to ask questions. Yeah. And a guy came in with a case of beer, which was, no one had done that before. That was awesome. They <laughs> put it up, and it was all different Captain Lawrence beers. And he introduced himself as Ryan. He works at Captain Lawrence and just wanted to stop by and say, uh, you know, here's a gift from Captain Lawrence. Hope you guys do well. Which is super nice. People don't do that. That's yeah. really very nice of them. And I'm horrible with names, as you know, Jen. Um, <laughs> and I, w- I was... I, I, That's Tommy's wife. No, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And I al- it always bothered me that yeah. I could never remember his name. Yeah. And I was at Warwick Valley Winery picking up a keg of cider for us to serve here. Mm-hmm. And I recognized the guy. And I was like, oh, didn't you stop by the brewery? And we started talking. And I said, you're more tied in, you know, with an extensive network and people in the brewing world than yeah. I am. I was like, I'm at the point where I can't do it all myself anymore. I need another brewer. And I said, do you know anyone that might be interested? <clears throat> and in the back of my mind, I asked the question, knowing he was an established brewer, hoping maybe he would say yes. And he said, uh, he's like, yeah, I know someone. How about me? And I said, great. We Boom. Did you get chills at that moment? We you said, like, holy uh, shit, like this is really, like we can, we can expand. Oh, yeah, no, no, I got that. really, but I didn't want to get overly excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing with no pen to paper yet. Yeah. <clears throat> so I had him meet me up here the next day and I poured him a flight of my beers. Nice. Um, and it was funny. I remember, like, I'm supposed to be interviewing him, but one of the beers I had on the flight that day, I wasn't, like, too proud of. Yeah. Um, so it was almost like like I was more worried about what he thought of my beers than like him trying to find a job. Does that beer still exist and did he tweak the recipe or is it oh. gone now? No, it still exists. It was just kind of a, a bad batch of it. Okay. Which yeah. Happens. Yeah. Um, which we've dumped a lot of beer. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was fine. Our, our customers didn't notice anything or say it's anything. Not what it's you just. Wanted. Yeah. When you brew a certain beer, you know exactly what you want right. it to be. Right. So anyway. Um, I took him down to the facility that I just started renting and moved all my equipment down there. And my equipment looked like little thimbles, like around, like, In that big as opposed open to a regular brewery, yeah. yeah. And I was almost like, you know, hey, would you mind brewing in a place like this? And he's like, this is exactly what I want to do. Okay. And yeah, we just, we hit it off. He wanted to just go from big production back down to smaller And then build it back craft. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is all meant to be. Like, you were driving around here. You saw a sign, literally. You bought the place next door. You got this place. You talked to somebody who really wants to be your brewer. He really wanted to come here. Like, this is all just He meant wasn't to even be. brewing yeah. beer. Have you, like, reflected on that? Like, thought about it? Like, this just, it all lined up perfectly. He wasn't even yeah. brewing beer at first. Yeah, he was selling was, hops. You yeah. Know? It's like, yeah, no, it's, it's funny you say that because I know I never think back like that. But at certain points, I'm like... I'm like, what the hell was I full of that I was thinking, like, I just always knew I was going to buy this property. Even though, like, people were telling me yeah, no, yeah. something in my head was just like, no, I'm doing it this business It was supposed there. to yeah. happen. This is amazing. Yeah. So when you, when you finally um, got it worked out with the owner of the property that you uh-huh. were going to build a, a farmhouse brewery mm-hmm. on site, you ran into a little trouble with... New York State. Can you go into what lies behind this? Well, property? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one um, one gentleman who had a problem and brought it to New York State. Um, <laughs> yeah. So one of the, the more I researched this property, the more and more I wanted it because it's surrounded by an archaeological easement. There's what's called the Hanson Rock Shelter behind us. You can Google it. It's been written about where they found um, tools and and carvings and paintings inside of a cave back in the fifties. Um, from basically early man, because, you know, so this crazy. is a hill above what used to be basically small oceans covering, so it was good hunting grounds, I guess. Um, so this gentleman, who represented himself as the town archaeologist, 
Wait until <laughs> I put title. <laughs> waited until I put the building up to then raise hell with New York State saying that I was violating the easement and all this stuff and What you weren't? No. So I got letters from New York State through the town saying that I need to stop all work until they can come down and investigate. So somebody from Albany came down to yeah, do this yeah. investigation. And uh, it took them months and months to get down here. Meanwhile, you're paying on all your loans yeah. and everything. Um, and they were literally down here for 20 minutes and had more questions about the beer than about the site. Because the image this gentleman painted yeah. was that yeah. basically we were destroying an archaeological site to right. make beer. Right. So... Um, I had it in my head that I would make a beer in his honor, and I had some extra ingredients around, you know, like five pounds of this, five pounds of that, that was just accumulating. So I wanted to brew this, like, high-gravity, high-alcohol Belgian beer, and I was like, oh, well, this will be my time to make bad archaeology. So that's where... (laughs) That's the amazing. name the name came from bad archaeology. And I was, you know who you are. And <laughs> it was going to be a one-off beer. Okay. And uh, it's one of our staples now. Nice. And actually, it's not on. T- for those of you listening at home, he just looked up to see what was on the. I board. I didn't look at the board. No, uh, the board. because we fly through it, yeah. which was nice. So it's like poetic justice. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Meant to be. Yeah. yeah. This place is divine. I can't even. <laughs> Uh, all right, so tell Don't us, people it. come. I'm not. It's it is written. Uh, <laughs> well, people come here. You don't have food on site, but you have food trucks. So yeah. how did that come to be? That like you got people to come up here and hang out and cook. Well, basically, I was in the food business so long to know that I didn't want to get back into the food business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I started. Re- it's funny. I started reaching out to some food trucks. There weren't many at the time. And then I got a call, another one of those meant-to-be things, See? from Vesuvius Pizza. Which who, the truck is parked behind here, oh, per- Permanently, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, he just, they were thinking about adding, they had a permanent spot in Greenwood Lake. They were oh, thinking about right. adding, it was a truck, but it was in, 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 in a spot. They were thinking about adding another. And he's like, would you have us up there? And I was like, sure, come on up. I had a couple other people before him. And... Um, they became really popular, mm-hmm. and it was a nightmare logistically getting different food trucks in. Yeah. And some, you know, food is very important. You Absolutely, know? I would love to think that people came here only for our beer, but no. Like, if you're going to hang out and drink somewhere, you want to know you can have some good Absolutely. bites while you're yes. there. Um, and so, eventually, I just went to him and I said, "What if we make an agreement where you're the food truck here?" That's great. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You also have, like, desserts. I feel like we're here maybe for a special occasion. Oh, for events, we bring in extra food trucks and all that stuff. The good humor truck, right, for the ice cream. Yeah, well, we had this cupcake lady who's local who makes cupcakes with our beer and everything. Wow. She's sold out in two seconds. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. We've had a friend of mine, Jess Williamson. Jess, Little Little Fry Fry. Company. She's been here, yep. Nope, she oh, has her fry she truck. started the company? Oh, I don't know yeah. if she started it. Oh, yeah. Nope. They oh were here God, for I'm Ice so Fest excited. last yeah. year. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Jess. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Good for her. Can we talk about Ice Fest for two seconds? Yes, yes. yes. So that was just my because, next thing. Let's promote the event. Well, no, just up. because <clears throat> it's my favorite thing. I had this going back to like getting my ideas of brewing in Plattsburgh State. <clears throat> There's a town, Saranac Lake, where they do an ice festival and everything. Oh, okay. And as soon as I decided on this place I'm like I want an ice bar a big bar built out of ice and is that what ice fest in is? January, oh, yeah. in January so that whole year. patio out there yeah. we build this huge ice bar Shut and they carved the logo in this guy comes from Rockland uh, Lake Ice Company yeah it's like a 35 foot ice bar it changes <laughs> colors and everything that's and, crazy yeah, you can hang out and just have your beer <laughs> oh my god this is great <laughs> yeah so it's a whole outdoor winter festival and um, the first year we did it, I was hoping, I was like, if we get 300 people a day, I'm like, that would be awesome. Yeah, we'll yeah. cover our costs of the yeah. ice bar. Ice bar is expensive. Yeah, I, can I can imagine. imagine. <laughs> yeah, we had 1,500 people the first day. What? Yeah. and, and Like made our money back. <laughs> just, just about that amount the next day. Yeah, but I was a nervous wreck. Where does everybody day. park? Like, how do you that, Well, park? exactly. That's people were parked question. everywhere. They were parked up the road, the sod farm across the street. Um, At your house. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
so I was a nervous wreck that whole day. So I went home and I was like, all right, Ice Fest is a success. Uh, yeah. But next year we have to sell tickets so we know how many people are coming. Yeah. So now we do it tickets and oh. okay. yeah. So what are the, the dates? Yeah, what's the date? 26th and 27th of January. Okay. It's always the week before Super Bowl because there's nothing going on. There's no sports. That is okay. so smart. Yeah. Smart. Mm. Right. yeah. So we're, I'm actually in town. We'll be. We'll be. Is that a Saturday, Sunday? Yeah. What is that? What are the dates? Saturday, Sunday, yeah. yeah. We can come on a Sunday. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, sorry, guys. We're what? sold out. Oh, shite. Yeah. Maybe next year. <laughs> no, 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 no family, no family VIP tickets. What's the time, I'm kidding. What's We're the good. time frame for people listening? 12 to 8 p.m. Nice. Live music all day, tons of food trucks. Oh, tons of food trucks. So who yeah. will be here this year? Well, I shouldn't wife? say tons. It's my group. We have uh, this local place. It's this beautiful venue called Cedar Lakes Estates. Their culinary team's coming under their pavilion oh, to do a whole thing. Out there. Oh yeah. Wow. Um, we have our United Cheesesteaks truck which always comes. Nice. We have our wood fired pizza guy. We have the um, cupcake lady that I told you about. Mm-hmm. One other that's just escaping my mind. Okay. But Cedar Lakes amazing. Estates does this whole spread that's unbelievable. Everything from adult um, hot chocolates through paninis, through... It's just... How'd you really get good job. Uh, hooked up with them? <clears throat> just from... We started this whole... Um, a whole nother thing. This area of Orange County, I believe, is not really known about. Yeah. But it's, like, true, like, artisan area where, like, mm-hmm. there are still farms. You right. know what I mean? It's not like... Like, everyone knows of... Warwick and right. Sugarloaf and right. other areas right. where no offense to those places but you see an A&P across the street you see right. like, you know right. what I mean like commercialized you yeah. come out this here and you're in the heart of yeah. Orange County farmland it's gorgeous yeah. up here it's yeah. relaxing and when there's you, so many open... other things going on besides us out yeah. in this area that yeah. we want to just promote yeah that's great when you open this and the five years since the, the, the community has really huddled around you mm-hmm. um can you just talk about the community as a whole uh and kind of how it's helped you to grow as as a an entrepreneur in the <clears throat> well yeah being in a in a place like west town new york um during the nice weather you'll do a great business but a lot of that goes away yeah. in you know as soon as the temperature changes right. mm-hmm. and if you're not embraced by your local community you would never yeah, make it yeah. so that's Good been point. one of the the nicest things um, I had a little bit of a, a story when, you know, my wife was diagnosed with cancer, like right before, literally a yeah. day before we opened and our community just rallied behind this place and me and yeah. So it's weird how, like you were saying, how things are meant to be like, you were meant to be here. I opened this spot here. Yeah. yeah. For reasons other than yeah. just having yeah. a successful and you had no brewery. idea. Yeah. yeah. You know, three little kids, the amount that the community came together and supported yeah. that, whether it was through babysitting, food, this uh, people I didn't even know. That's a beautiful yeah. Pickups, drop-offs, yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. amazing. Uh, that's yeah. wonderful. Uh, so congratulations are in order. Not yet, but thank you. Nope. You're the winner of the 2017 Gilded Growler Tournament. Oh, oh okay. At Pennings Farm Market. <laughs> nice. Uh, it was the first time they've had this thing, or... Second. Second. What does that say up there? We won it two years. Two, you won it two, two years? 2017 through 2018. Yeah. Oh, I had 2017. Oh, well, double congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, I don't know if it's the same as this year, but You were going up against Rushing Dock. It's like, it's like eight local breweries, a double elimination thing. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like yes. a, a NCAA type tournament. You okay. Know? Um, it was a bracket. Yeah, call. it's a lot of fun. Um... A lot of it, I mean, we're proud we won, um, but... Twice, I had no idea, that's amazing. A lot of it is... Um, Talent? What are we going with? <laughs> no, no, we're very proud of our beers, this and that, but like, if your brewery has more fans that shows up at that night than Is that others. how it's judged? Like, so, people like clapping or like who... Oh, no, 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 like, no, people, people taste your beers yeah. and, they, so and they vote, ballot, yeah. yeah. Um... We're hoping next year, we've been talking with Pennings, the organizers and everything, so I'm not speaking out of school or anything, about maybe making it more blind and things like that. You know what I mean? So... You are a nice gentleman, because most people are like, fuck that shit. (laughs) I want to win three times in a row. (laughs) No, I... I, I, Hey, 
I hope three P. <laughs> I hope we won for all the right reasons, and I like to That's think that we did. That's very honest but... and sweet of you to even think of that, because I would not. I'd be like, I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, that's very nice of you. Yeah, you go up, you taste two beers, you vote for what you like yeah. the best. You know? Yes. Nice. Blind would be cool though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Anyway, congratulations. Although I know <laughs> I know one of my good friends voted against us, so maybe it was more fair than I think. You have no idea. Yeah, okay. yeah don't <laughs> <laughs> anything else you want to ask before we uh, sign off? What's coming up? What are you looking forward to? Uh, other than the events, I mean just just for Westtown Brew Works. No, I'm, I'm super excited for this year because, like, you know, with any business that's growing and, and doing well, every dime we've been just putting back into mm-hmm. so we could do more. The yeah. next project, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, 15 bar- – I'll say this now. Hopefully this doesn't go back to haunt me, but <laughs> 15 Barrel Brewery is the biggest we wanted to get to. You know, okay. Maybe we'll get some 30-barrel fermenters and do double batches, blah, 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 but – I want to keep it small and craft, keep the staff small and like a family. Um, Like, we're there. We've paid off just about every bill to to get to this spot here. Nice. That's amazing. Yay. And still owe some people, but we're just about there. So it's like this year we could be the brewery kind of we want it to be and do more. Like, you guys saw the stuff in bourbon barrels. Yes. You know, we've never been able to do that before because we just. We had to just make beer and, yeah. and get it. We, we didn't have the luxury of putting some beer right. away to age for six right. months. You, you sell know. it. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Bill. Now, now we can. That's awesome. Um, so thank you again, Rich, for Thank being you here. guys for coming Appreciate up. It. Yeah. yeah, we will be back. We've decided Cousins listening. We're doing a Cousins Day here. We'll pick a date. Um, Whether it's Ice Fest or not, we're coming up with ow, something. Oh, let's not do that. Uh, it's like probably, all these added people. Right. <laughs> you, know, you, know we'll you know what we'll do? You know what we'll do since there's tickets involved in that event? Yeah. We'll plan something for the spring when it gets nice out. And, oh, and all the hops are growing and yes. it's all leafy and gorgeous. Yes. yes and we'll come that. back up and visit you. And, See, I read Podcast Magazine and they recommend that you talk specifically to only cousins at the end of the show. <laughs> Podcast Magazine. <laughs> This is the first podcast Rich has ever been on. It's the the one, the only one that he's probably ever going to listen to. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, seriously, thank you so much for coming. Thank you on. guys. We yep. really appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been watching you grow since day one, and we couldn't be more happy Super for proud you. Of you. Thank Absolutely. you. Uh, and we look forward to revisiting. Um, if you're thirsty for more, Jim, where can they find us? You guys can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, Breaker, Stitcher, Stitcher, anywhere. You listen to uh, podcasts. Uh, we record on Anchor, and we are great. We are so happy to have found this app where we can sh- share all of our interviews of brewers and and trips to breweries and all of our experiences. So thank you, Anchor, so much, and we will be talking to you guys soon. Bye, guys.